0: live from the heartland and the crossroads of america it's tony katz today the suspect is in custody in the shooting in a new york subway tony katz tony katz today it's good to be with you the suspect is frank james No one died, Producer Ari. I can give a name. 62, named by police as a sole person of interest, is now in custody. Innocent until proven guilty. I'll have more on this coming up in a little bit, but we're keeping our eyes on the skies, taking a look at what is going on uh, with the storms coming our way and wondering exactly... How bad it might get if it gets bad at all. Let's check back in with Marcus Bailey, Wish TV meteorologist. You know, the the argument has been if we see the sun come out, if we see things kind of drying up between two different systems that have been coming through, it's going to power the second system and cause more of a problem. Well, I will tell you, whatever rain we had was just just a little bit it's barely a drizzle in Carmel, and and uh producer all right you look out the window right now in 40 monument circle do you see rain i don't there. what are we looking at there marcus bailey what are we going to feel <laughs> well and that's part of it
1: and and, and the rain will kind of help to cool things down and stabilize the atmosphere the other factor though is even if we don't have rain what we have been lacking a lot here for the day tony is sunshine and that sunshine helps to kind of heat up the atmosphere. It helps to kind of destabilize things. And we have been lacking in that. Uh, so much so, the, the, the threat has been downgraded a bit. And I want to stress that it's not zero. We were initially in an, in an enhanced risk the last time that you and I talked. Um, that's a level three out of five. It's been downgraded now to a level two out of five. So maybe not as many warnings as what we're expecting Later on, and and again, the time frame, somewhere between 4 p.m. and midnight uh, when this line of storms will move through. Um, So I still think there's still enough ingredients that could overcome um, the lack of sunshine where you could have some damaging wind threat. You could have a quick spin up of a tornado, but maybe not as bad as what we initially thought. That said... It looks like that we're probably going to see at least a tornado watch issued down around the Evansville area, southwestern corner of the state, and that looks like where we may have the, at least in our state, the heightened risk for severe weather here for this afternoon and this evening.
0: So part of the risk has been a conversation of winds, winds in the in 75-mile-an-hour the 70, range. Uh, do we not see that happening?
1: Well, you know, I think that dynamic may be because we, we haven't, gotten the sunshine and not been able to kind of, you know, destabilize the atmosphere may not be that strong. That said, um, I still think that you have a shot of getting at least severe thunderstorm wind gusts. So that would be in the criteria of around 60 miles per hour. That's when you get a severe thunderstorm warning that's considered severe. So I think that is still very much in reach along this line that we, that's going to come out of Illinois uh, late afternoon, early to mid evening. Uh, But I think the 75 mile per hour wind or what they call destructive wind gusts, that may be a little bit tougher to reach, at least in the central Indiana area, the metro area. You may have a better chance of seeing that happening down in the southern part of the state where they're going to issue that tornado watch here shortly.
0: Talking to Marcus Bailey, Wish TV, meteorologist. You know, as you guys track these things and and doing this gig, I've learned a little bit about how you do stuff, certainly not not to a level of, of expertise. We often hear about uh, warnings that turn out to be nothing, and sometimes it's the nothing things that turn out uh, to be something. So when you see a, a threat level downgraded a, a little bit, and you still say, hey, it's downgraded, but... Is that because you just never know? I mean, it's 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 a question of how is it possible at this stage of the game that we don't actually know how these things are going to manifest themselves?
1: Right. Well, I mean, look, meteorology unfortunately is not a perfect science. I wish it was, and but you're you are predicting the future, and there are always going to be unknowns. It's never going to be uh, perfect. But what we can do, and I think the job as meteorologist, not to scare people. Um, it's, it's to make sure the word is out that people are at least, uh, at the very least making sure they're paying attention to the forecast because we can see how quickly things can turn this time of year. A lot of parents are sending their kids off to practices and sporting events. There's a lot of outdoor activities that are going on in the middle of April. So, you know, there's a lot of things that people aren't thinking about. And it's our job to make sure that people are at least aware that there are, things in the atmosphere that are coming together. And if it all goes right, this is how it could play out. Um, There's always going to be flies in the ointment like that. And this is kind of one of those situations where, you know, if we did get a little bit of sunshine, certainly we could be talking about what we've been kind of eyeing the last couple of days. So not a bad thing. You know, we're kind of like, I wouldn't say, you know, worst case scenario kind of thing, but we want to make sure people are are erring on the side of caution when it comes to severe weather events. Because we know here in the Midwest, Tony, that that things can turn pretty bad and and, and get pretty ugly in a hurry.
0: That right there is Marcus Bailey of WISH-TV, wishtv.com. Marcus, I appreciate you taking the time. Uh, Thank you. We will continue to keep an eye on the weather and what's going on. Uh, But this arrest that was made, uh, uh, the person, uh, the suspect of interest, taken into custody... He was. Uh, he is allegedly the man who put on a gas mask, wearing a helmet, neon construction vest, threw smoke grenades into uh, the Manhattan-bound N-train and opened fire on passengers on the train. Amazingly, no one died, though several people were injured. Uh, there was a U-Haul that was rented by the man uh, linked to the attack. Um, now, one of the questions is, what was the impetus? Well, as the reporting goes on this person who is now in custody, um, 62, black man, very much somebody who had a serious issue with people who are white, videos, uh, rants against the mayor, Eric Adams. Um, it's just a matter of time before these white mother blankers decide, hey, listen, enough is enough. These uh, N-words got to go. That's this guy who has been now uh, arrested or is, or is in custody, uh, a suspect um, in, 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 this, in this shooting. And there's a whole series of videos that supposedly, allegedly, uh, th- this guy has. And I've certainly seen enough uh footage uh, to be like yeah there's there's no doubt that he he has at least said it whether or not he's guilty of this you know how i'm playing it and it's until proven guilty just so we're all all perfectly clear um it is it is sometimes incredible to realize how easy it is to find somebody right how this guy was able to even escape the scene is a bit amazing But they knew that he was in Philadelphia and he also had a place in Wisconsin. They knew it. What I don't know is, where did they get him from? Did they find him in Philadelphia? Did they find him in Wisconsin? Did they find him on the road somewhere and bring him back? This I don't have the answer to. But one of the things I can tell you is that this is a serious, serious problem for people who are interested in narrative As opposed to data, there's a guy by the name of Toure who used to be on MSNBC and as progressive as they come and had heard that the suspect was black and put on Twitter, damn, damn, damn. People were shot. People were shot. They were wounded. Uh, they they were they were damaged, city was put on edge, and your response is, "Oh no, he's black. That's such a shame." Is is the argument that we're now supposed to think that this is representative of everybody who's black? Of course not. Is Bernie Madoff representative of everybody who's Jewish? Of course not. What kind of craziness is this? why would you go right to there well when your identity politics is your everything your absolute everything what else do you have anything that somehow changes that that's the problem and in case you were wondering how things went in new york after this subway attack other shootings left three dead and 12 people wounded that's what took place across the city. A 23-year-old woman and two men, 21 and 22, shot to death in separate shootings in the Bronx. At least five other individuals, as reported by Fox News, including a 15-year-old girl, were reportedly wounded by gunfire but survived across a six-hour time span across the city. Here in Indianapolis, uh, we're, we're, we're used to this. We, we are absolutely used to this. Just because there's a high-profile event, that is not the only event. And the violence is increasing, having nothing to do with firearms. Having nothing to do with your ability or my ability to purchase a firearm. It has everything to do with how people are reacting to whatever it is is going on in their lives, or going on in the world, or wherever it is that they've been listening to, that has got them conditioned to you should do this, or you must do that, or this person's the enemy, or etc. That's the story. The cultural issues at play here. You tell people that their lives are awful. You tell people their lives are miserable. You tell people that so-and-so is guilty. You tell people it's all racial, this, that, and the other. They'll believe you sooner or later. It creates an issue. Uh, did you hear this? This is from Patrice Cullors, who founded a Black Lives Matter, which is a grift, right? She stole money. She bought houses. She did all the things. It's a grift. And we have major companies and and celebrities that all gave their money to Black Lives Matter. Oh, we were gonna, it's gonna do so much. It hasn't helped anybody's life except, of course, Patrice Cullors. Now, now, Ari, I I I only know part of this video, so I don't think she's cursing in it, but finger on the dump button just in case.
2: Uh, listen up. In the new standards, that's exactly right. Um, it's a really good question. I think. You know, first of all, number one, I actually did not know what 990s were before all of this happened. It's confusing. Uh, So part of the opportunity here is to educate our folks. Like something's being weaponized against us that many people don't even know and honestly don't care about. I didn't know about them until they started asking us for them for COVID relief funds. (laughs) I said, you need my 990. I yes. had to call the accountant. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, the accountant handled that. Like, I, I don't know what that is. Um, it, it is such a trip now to hear the word, the, 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 the term 990s. I'm like, Ugh, it's like triggering. Um, <laughs> April 15th is next week. Yo. But- she's upset that she, as a charity,
0: her charity would have to disclose information. And she's claiming, I didn't know what that was. Well, what does that matter? You not knowing what something is doesn't change anything. It doesn't change anything at all. You purchased a $6 million mansion, and you didn't want anybody to know that you did it with the money that you raised for Black Lives Matter Global Network Foundation. You did this. You stole the money. You bought houses personally. You not only bought the house, you were then able to, what, is it moved into a trust so people couldn't track what was going on? And the answer is, well, the problem is you have all these disclosures that we need to do. And of course, that's not fair. That's not fair at all. And this is all being, uh, you know, uh, utilized, weaponized against us.
2: Yes, there has been so much um, clarity for me, questioning for me. I don't know if I have clarity or answers yet, but I'm like, wow, it, this doesn't seem like this, is, this doesn't seem safe for us. This 990 structure, this nonprofit system structure, this is like deeply unsafe. Like this is being literally weaponized against us, against the people we work with. I can't tell you how many people are like, am I next? Like, is, are they going to do this to me? Is as So there's not a lot of, um, that's like a When you, you know this, you run an organization, like people's morale in an organization is so important. Yes. But if their organization and the people in it are being attacked and scrutinized everything they do, that leads to to deep burnout. That leads to deep like resistance and and, and trauma. The
0: IRS was utilized as a cudgel against Tea Party groups that wanted to have a tax-exempt status. And they weren't granted the tax-exempt status, and it was kept from them. You're upset because you didn't know the rules about the thing that you created. Because why should rules apply to you? You should just be able to take the money and screw anybody who asks a question. Because asking the question, of course, is racist. (laughs) You're a fraud. You ran a grift. You made some good money. I think that you may have broken the law. I think there should be a full-on investigation. If you broke the law, you go to jail because that's the way it works. But you not knowing the law after you got your tax-exempt status is about you not caring about the law. Those Tea Party groups that were never given their tax-exempt status didn't get a chance in their view to properly go about engaging their First Amendment rights. They never got the chance. You at least got to steal the money. I'm Tony Katz. Sonny Hostin, host of The View, has decided to take on the role of full-on crazy for The View while Whoopi Goldberg's off making a movie. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today, and uh, she, uh, you know, she doesn't want to be out there in the world with people who aren't wearing a mask.
2: With
0: super spreaders. I don't want to get on a plane with 214 other people that... Yeah, yeah, I noticed. I, I, I lost it, too. I lost my audio as well. That stinks. It happens. It's having a whole connection Check, one, two, issue is what three, I'm having four, right here. Five, six, seven, but that's eight. funny. Something else is playing in the background. I don't know where that's coming from. It's, it's like, this, like the second little weird hiccup I've had uh, today, and I don't, know, I don't know why that happened. But she doesn't want to get on a plane with people who aren't wearing a mask. She is demanding that people wear masks. How dare you not wear a mask? I mean, that's, that is something else. These people who want to push us back to the idea of mandates having value. Mandates making sense. Without mandates, well, my gosh, people can just do anything
3: we relied upon personal responsibility and people were irresponsible leading to the mandates, right? We, yeah. we want people to be better than they are. And and that's just the bottom line. Um, I just got my second booster because I am over 50 um, and I proudly got it and I protected myself and I protected my family. But we cannot necessarily rely on, on people to protect their fellow man. We know that that just doesn't and if work. And even the variant was still the severity of what it was before. Yeah. And the deaths were as high, yeah. I would actually say I 100% agree uh, and, with
0: you. And, and, and thank you for that. But I think. Never mind where the severity is. Why does Sonny Hosted not believe in people, but she'll believe in government, which is made up of people to do the right thing? Because only certain people know how to do it. Only certain people can be trusted. Only certain people have the right idea. Only certain people matter. She is right there engaged in the conversation of elitism. The importance of elitism, the desire for elitism, that there is a ruling class and then there is everybody else. No one should favor the idea of mandates at all. And if you don't want to get on a plane, if you're afraid of people, stay in your house. The rest of us. We're going to go about our lives. Keep it here. I'm Tony Katz. So I was just informed by producer Ari that this is his last show. He's quitting to become a professional baby namer. It's true. And I just want to wish you uh, the best of 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 luck with with that, Tony Katz. Tony Katz, today, how you doing? Eight three three, got Tony. Eight three three four six eight eight six six nine. It's a thing. Uh, there is a woman by the name of Taylor Humphrey, and Taylor Humphrey owns a business called What's in a Baby Name. And uh, look, she she she's done a lot of things in in her life. Um, uh, she uh. She was um, a, a matchmaker. She was a fundraiser. She's been an event planner. She's also a Reiki practitioner. Right? Reiki, that- Reiki, Reiki. It's like um, it, it, it's it's actually a little bit interesting. And I've actually in my younger days did study it. I was curious about how people do these things. Um, it's it's like it's like the laying of hands almost, and how people get energy. And it's like all right, whatever, whatever floats you, right? Go live your life. But her big business is being uh, is doing baby naming services. It's a bespoke consulting firm. I always say bespoke. I think it's bespoke uh, with an uh, intuitive, holistic approach. Selecting a moniker for your little one is a creative decision with lifelong implications, and sometimes parents have trouble picking the perfect name for their newborn. The process of choosing a baby name is about coming into alignment with your child and selecting a name that reflects the fullness of who this child will be. With a thoughtful, meditative approach, we can bring back we can bring the joy back to naming. This is my. This is a perfect job for me. Oh, absolutely. Because if if anything says cool and calm and collected and serene, it's you. No, I, I've said for a long time. Every time I see a baby,
3: I'm always thinking to myself like. I could totally name that baby. It's a gift. Don't, Tony, I can't explain it. It's a gift. I can see a baby and I can say, I can name that baby. Is that what you do? That's what I do. You see a baby and you're like, I, I, yep. I totally. I say that baby's name is, I can't say it because it's proprietary, but yes, I can name a baby upon seeing it.
0: Is it like Talladega Night? you want me to sign your baby? I if 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 the I,
3: the I can't reveal my proprietary methods. I'm telling you I see a baby. I know
0: what its name is or I can So parents pay up to $1500 to have them pick have this woman pick the perfect baby name. She made 150 grand last year. Yeah. Okay. She's a genius. Correct. And you're a moron. I do not mock this woman. This woman is an absolute genius. Now, I will tell you that names for children are not always the easiest. 833-GOT-TONY is the number. 833-468-8669. Wait, do you have a story here? Well, I will tell you that first you understand that my name is Anthony. I I did know that. Right? I, I am Anthony Katz, my my older brother is, 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 is Michael Katz, and my, my younger brother, who has since passed away, is David Katz. And the reason we are named what we are named, I swear to you... Wait, what? Well, well, well are you ready? Yeah Are you ready for this? Are you ready for the insanity of my father? You've never told me this. Oh, oh. Here, we are named Michael, Anthony, and David because my father's name which I, I, I won't use, I don't know if I've ever used it, uh, is difficult to pronounce. And he found it a very difficult name to utilize when he was in a bar trying to meet a girl. He'd always have to state it once or twice or you know, a couple times uh, to get someone to know what it is. It was just, it was just too difficult of a name. So he promised himself that he was only going to name his children names that had four-letter nicknames. That's so they were awesome. easy to pronounce in a bar. Michael, Anthony, and David. Mike, Tony, Dave. That's an amazing story. That's an absolutely true story. So help me God. Now be the Jewish kid who's named Tony and figure out what happens to your life. It's 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 very, very confusing to say the least. It is also very difficult to engage naming Based on last name, I don't. The last name of cats is super duper difficult. Ah. Uh, get... So here, I, I will give you a name that I did not name my my children, but I will tell you the name Max came up a lot. Oh, Max cats doesn't work. No, doesn't work. We even thought about going a little deeper and going Maximilian.
3: Yeah, but they're not. They could. They could. Go by Max later in life, so that's a yes, risk you're willing to take.
0: But Max Katz doesn't work. You can't do it. It's very, very difficult. So finding names that go with cats, because I'll tell you, look, uh, my last name is Katz, and and I'm here to tell you uh my last name sucks. What? Oh, what is- Oh. Yeah, I'm for, there's never a time where I'm not saying no 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 K A T Z. Oh, I, no. No, with a K. K A T Z. Tony, my and, name
3: is Castle spelled K A
0: S L E. I mean, oh. I know what it's like. And 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 you're always doing that. You're always trying to teach people how to pronounce it. You're oh, it's and and nothing goes with it doesn't it doesn't mesh with anything. It's it just doesn't. It's uh it's 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 absolutely disastrous. Clooney, that's a good last name.
3: What well, You could have named your kid last name. I, do you have to give your kid your own
0: last name? Oh, screw that. Sc- oh, God, there, there is nothing so special about my last name that it has to be passed on through the generations. Should've,
3: Max Clooney
0: would have been fine. Right? Max Clooney is a good name. Max Clooney is a great, great name. I'm just, uh, uh, yeah, oh, I, I, am, I am not so attached to, to, to my name. Not, not at all. No, no. I will tell you this about my children. Gave uh, our children names, uh, first and middle names. You know, I, I don't use their names on air. That if they wanted to drop my last name so they could have their own identity and not be connected, it would work.
3: Yeah, my parents it, said that to me
0: too. 150%. Who, whoever, whoever. Now we're getting people on Twitter. Wait, how do I even pronounce that? Paciorek, Pachorik. P-A-C-I-O-R-E-K. All right, man, you win. Your last name sucks. Wait, unless that's your first name, in which case that also sucks. Uh, you can't tell people their name sucks, Tony. It's difficult. It's, it's hard to pronounce. It's hard to spell. You're constantly dealing with it. Sure, I can. I can tell you your name sucks. It's so mean. I can tell you a name that's never going to get used again, or at least not over the next 20 years. Karen. The name Karen is deader than dead. I am surprised people named Karen don't change their name immediately because that name is over. Well, it's, I'm not trying to make a joke out of this, but, like, seriously, the name
3: Adolf was removed from society after the
0: 1940s. 100%. Yeah. Uh, 100%. And there are reasons for it. I don't think there are going to be many Osamas either. I think that's a safe bet. I, I, sh- I, sh- I, sh- I should hope. I should hope. Uh so but but name is not easy. Name was not easy. And as we were going through names, boy names and girl names because you never know, what we found was girl names way easier to do than boy names. By like a billion percent. And it turns out I am partial to girl names that sound like boy names and I'm gonna get yelled at because there are no girl names and there are no boy names. Why are you always trying to gender these people? Shut up girl names that sound like boy Samantha and 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 you could call her Sammy. That's awesome. That's
3: awesome. Are you a believer that the name makes a difference into the kids' life?
0: Um I I I think that they're I think that there are names that can lead to something interesting, right? Uh, by the way, the how you pronounce this Pachoric, P A C I O R E K Pachoric. That's how you pronounce it. Um. So so uh, I, I, you know, if, if you name your kid Tiffany, is it a higher propensity that she's going to be a stripper? I don't know. I don't know. Maybe, maybe same thing with Britney or or Destiny right um if you name your kid ari is the chances more likely they're going to become an accountant i don't know eh, who knows i i i i i don't know but i think that name does denote uh, in 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 many cases attitude you think i will a name that came up for us to, to a, as a boy's name i know what you're gonna say I, I don't know if you know what i'm gonna say is it start with a b it does. Does it end in an O? It does. Is it Bruno? It's Bruno. Oh, uh, you did what I Tony, I listened to you, man. We that name was a serious, serious conversation piece. Bruno Katz. Oh, we debated that like a
3: mother. That kid would have become the godfather of some crime family without question. The kid still may. <laughs> uh, no, the fact that his name was Bruno Katz was the only qualifier to make him a mob lord.
0: Yeah, I mean, we 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 thought of everything, but guy names are tough. Super, super, super tough. It really is. And yes, there are definitely guy names that we would normally consider girl names, like Kim. I've I've met men named named Kim before. I don't think there's anything wrong wrong with that. But I just love the idea of Samantha and and, and utilizing Sam. Sure. Right. That I just. I, I, I've always always uh, adored that. It didn't dawn on me that I could charge people $1,500 a kid to
3: do it. Tony, I'll let you into the business right now. You get 8%. You put up all the money. What money? No, that's your problem. You have to
0: figure that out. I'm saying what money would you need to put up? Oh, advertising. Come on. Have you never started a business before? I'm sorry. How many radio shows do I have a week?
3: Like four. What money do I have to put up? That's your, you got to find the money. I'm telling you, we
0: can get on this together.
3: You got to find the money. It's, that's your problem.
0: Um, so, so here, here is someone who had the name before, before she was married. Her name was Heather Ann Shannon. She never had a last name. Her last name was Shannon, I guess, but it was Heather Ann Shannon. That's I mean, rough. No last name. And then, um, Christine, her last name is Fanisteel. F A N E S T I E L, Fanastiel. That's a cool name, right? I guess it would t- Christine Fanastiel. I don't know. It, it, it. Sounds regal. It sounds like you should be an author uh, a, a, of a book about like Russian society.
3: This ended up being a fun conversation. I did not think it would go this way.
0: Either that or, or honestly, you, you should write Jackie Collins books about, like, heaving breasts and things like that.
3: Oh, my God. Why what? would you say that out loud? What? That's no one was.
0: We were all thinking it. You didn't need to say it. Ah, sometimes. Sometimes you need to put it out there. That's brilliant. Not brilliant. Um, uh, egg prices are soaring. Just in case you needed one more thing going up and up and up. By the way, where's the market right now? Because uh, it was the story earlier that uh, consu- uh, it wasn't consumer prices. It was oh dear lord, what what was the price index that was up today? I can't find the story now. It's killing me. Not the Dow. We had consumer prices up eight point five percent. Right, that story came out yesterday. Another story came out today, and it's 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 oh, it's going to drive me crazy. It's going to drive me crazy. Meanwhile, the Dow is up 274. The NASDAQ is up 247. And eggs are going up. And people think it's because this weekend is both Easter and Passover. I love it when it comes together. Like, Good Friday is is the first night of Passover? Come on. Come on. That's some biblical stuff right there. That's gold, Jerry. Absolutely gold. And and one of the places where, you know, when you talk about egg prices going up uh, is, well, what does that do to bakeries? Every little thing connects to every other little thing. And all of a sudden, they're not such little things. If you take a look at what's going on in, in Ukraine and recognize that the isolation of Russia means there are certain exports we don't get as much of or at all. One of those exports is fertilizer. Fertilizer used by farmers. Farmers are now feeling the inflation hit. That price has to then increase come to us. It has to. You think farmers should just take the hit? They already take the hit time and time and time again. Well, Tony, they're subsidized. If they weren't subsidized, you'd pay $17 a gallon for milk, which you might do under Biden's inflation. You don't have an argument with me, or I should, I should say it better. That's not how I meant it. You won't get me to disagree with you. You won't get me into an argument with you about, wh- about the idea of subsidies and maybe doing away with subsidies. Because I can see my way clear to that. I can accept that. But it means you will pay more for the things. Is America ready to spend 5 6 $7 a gallon on the regular on a gallon of milk? It's the question. I don't think they are. And I think that they're having to do it right now because of inflation. They're pretty angry with. By the way, Jim wanted to name his son Magnus Maximus. But the wife said no. And you know why that is, Jim? She was right. Because she was right. <laughs> oh, my God. Because, Jim, she was right. Um, that's a good woman right there. Keep it here. I'm Tony Katz.